Welcome to Uncanny Creatives. This is Pops, your host of the podcast. Talks with independent comic book creators, zine makers, publishers, and other people related to comics and things of that sort. Five years ago, in the midst of a never-ending whiskey bender, Benji created Filthy Bitch Crew Number One thus becoming the greaseball in chief, raising the underbelly of Silicon Valley and trained amongst the hippies and freaks of Santa Cruz. He now resides in the post-apocalyptic hellscape of Los Angeles with his wife and collection of skateboards and zines. He's a cranky, self-loathing SOB who enjoys sludge metal, cheap cigars, and long walks on the beach. That is a quote from the Filthy Bitch Crew, number 10. It is a zine about skateboarding and the skateboarding culture. Created, as you just heard, by Benji Osiris, or Osiris, 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 O-S-I-A-S, out in California. He'll be joining us soon to kick off season three of Uncanny Creatives podcast. Good afternoon. Roland, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you, Benji? Oh, I'm doing great. Happy it's, New uh, Year. Happy New Year. It's Friday. Week's over. Yes. Yeah. Can't, awesome nothing to complain job. about today. I know. I know. And it's, and it's 85 here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're in a, yeah, you're in Florida, right? Yeah. Southwest Florida. Yep. Southwest Florida. I'm in California. So we got, we got the best weather. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> How's everything going? Good, good. Um, just uh, finished up work for the week, doing a little work on the new issue of uh, Filthy Ditch Crew. Um, had a meeting with the guys last night. Real busy right now. My wife's pregnant, so I got a baby oh. on the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, it's just just a, a clusterfuck of good things going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon my language. That's all right. <laughs> um, how do you pronounce your last name, Benji? Osias. Osias. Uh, tell us a little bit about, or tell us a lot, about what Filthy Ditch Crew Zine is. Filthy Ditch Crew Zine is, you know, it's kind of a smorgasbord of a lot of different things. Um, it's a quarterly publication that focuses on skateboarding, but is definitely not limited to skateboarding. Uh, we've got photography, um, interviews, uh, short comics, um, artwork, submissions, uh, short fiction, mazes, you know, uh, we, we, we're trying to, we basically try and reinvent the whole damn thing every time we come out with a new issue, you know, so okay. it's uh, somewhere between a zine and a comic and, um, you know, uh, we're, we're still figuring it out as we go along, but. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I think uh, the I, issue I, 12, you said 13 is coming out or 14? Uh, 14 is, we, we came out with issue 13 in October of 21. 13. So we're working on 13. issue 14 right now. All right. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So 14 is on the way. Yeah. I think I released issue one in, uh, I think it was 2015. So I guess uh, coming up on seven years. Seven years. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's definitely changed a lot from that first issue. You know, uh, when it started, it was much more of a just a solo kind of 
you know, a little creative project, mm -hmm. um, just, you know, just kind of messing around and wanted to make something to send out to all the homies and get them, you know, stoked. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of evolved and morphed and gained a little more momentum since then. Cool. It was born out of your love for skateboarding or something else out there. How, how, was, how did you come up with the idea to have the zine at all? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. My love of skateboarding. I've been skateboarding for almost as long as I can remember. But along with that, like when I discovered skateboarding, I also discovered skateboarding magazines and skateboard videos. And those, I mean, that's like an entire world of itself. I would get, you know, I subscribed to skateboarder magazine, the thrasher, you know, big brother, and I would get those magazines and I would read every single word of like every interview of every, every advertisement, like, you know, just pour over them over and over. I was obsessed. Uh, same with skateboard videos, you know, the, um, the editing, the tricks, the, the artwork, the music, like I just couldn't get enough of it. So that, so that kind of, I guess, set the stage for just my like skateboard nerding out, you know, I was obsessed. But with the zine itself, I'd say, you know, uh, I grew up and had kind of a tight crew of uh, friends that we would all skate together. And, you know, we all get a little older. Some of us go to college. Some of us are working. Some of us move away. Um, and so I kind of reached this spot where I was like still skating, but like, you know, it wasn't um, obviously wasn't the same, you know, I wasn't meeting up with all the guys every day. So I kind of wanted a way to sort of keep everyone in touch and also just keep stoking that fire, you know, like, right. And, and so that's, and, uh, I didn't really know anything about zines, but, um, I was in, uh, Oakland one day and I was, I was meeting up with a buddy to go skate. And, uh, this kid, this kid named Jake, uh, super rad dude. And, uh, he gave me a copy of his zine. It's called Turkey neck. And so, <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's it's based out of Oakland um, and it's just like raw, grimy, underground Bay Area skateboarding kind of stuff. Okay. And when he gave me that, it like it, you know, the light bulb went off in my head where I was like, <laughs> holy shit, like you can do this, you know, because I'd always looked at skateboard magazines as like, you know, the top pros, the top artists, the top photographers, you know, something I worshipped, something that I loved, But it right. was like this whole other level that was totally unattainable to me. And so seeing, seeing someone I knew just like, you know, expressing that creative muscle and like making something their own and just, you know, it, like there's pictures of, you know, all the friends in there and, you know, maybe that some of those tricks that they're doing are really gnarly. Some of them aren't, you know, <laughs> some of them are like, you know, I'm looking at it like, oh shit, I could do that, you know? Yeah. So, so that got me super fired up to, you know, then go and try and, you know, make my own thing. Cool, cool. So you have some teammates or mm -hmm. associates that work with you. Who are those people? Yeah. So uh, right now it's uh, the main crew. There's three of us. Is my friend Andy. He uh, goes by Uncle Sando in the zine. <laughs> uh, me and him go way back. Uh, you know, he's he's one of the original skate skate crew homies. And then there's uh, Quinn. Uh, I met him in Santa Cruz and. Uh, just does amazing artwork, like real trippy style. And uh, it's been really fun working with the two of them, having them on the team. You know, we'll have like, uh, you know, every every two or three weeks, we'll hop on Zoom and just like, you know, be bouncing ideas off one another and coming up with uh, 
you know, different concepts and we definitely all bring something different to the table. Like I said, I'm kind of like the skate nerd, you know, I've, I've got, you know, I guess more of the vision when it comes to skateboarding. Quinn's like probably the most artistically talented. No, okay. Not probably. He definitely is the most artistically talented <laughs> out of the three of us. Okay. You know, and then Andy's got, uh, he's got this, um, you know, kind of lo-fi sci-fi black and white style that he does. And he, and he just writes like some hilarious articles. So yeah, bringing those two guys on board was definitely one of the best, you know, best moves I could have done for the zine because that's just really pumped a lot more energy and life into the project. So what's the, what's the uh, skateboarding culture like in California? It's interesting. It's a, there, it's a broad spectrum, you know, you've got on one end. Um, and this, and this isn't specific to California, but it's definitely very true in California. You have the like super mainstream uh, super, you know, um, I guess just, uh, you know, what the public sees, you know, with, with the Olympics, um, okay. with like the energy drink sponsors, you know, uh, these huge skate parks, um, skateboarding is definitely more mainstream than ever. So that's a big component of it. At the same time, there's kind of been a, at least how I see it, sort of a response to that mainstream, um, aspect where, um, some of the more, I guess, core or underground elements of skateboarding are also thriving more than ever, uh, like skateboarding in backyard pools, you know, that's okay. like, that's, uh, that's like pretty, pretty hardcore skating ditches, you know, like, right. It's funny, you know, there's more skate parks than ever and like more multi-million dollar skate parks than ever. But at the end of the day, it's like, I would way rather be hanging out in, you know, some filthy ditch with like <laughs> hypodermic needles, you know, and dead cats and shit, yeah. you know, and, and then having to like, having to shovel through all that crap just so I can get like a little grind. Like to uh -huh. me, that's, that's worth like a thousand, you know, beautiful skate parks, but don't get right. me wrong. I do love, I do love going to skate parks too, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it's funny in Cal in California, especially it's just like, you know, and I'm in LA, it's like, you, you see billboards with like skateboarders on them, you know, uh -oh. you see skaters everywhere. You go to the Makes skate sense. park yeah. down here and you'll see, you'll run into pro skaters. It's, I mean, this really is the heart uh, of the industry. So it's a interesting place to live. Who are the pro skaters? I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with the, the, sure. uh, the culture itself. Um, I, I grew up in New York and then moved to Pennsylvania and didn't run into a lot of skateboarders. So what's that all about? The skateboarding phenomena? Yeah. I mean, there's a, as far as the pros go, again, it's a wide spectrum. You've got guys at the top, like, you know, Nigel Houston um, that have, you know, the Nike sponsorships, the energy drink sponsorships. Um, they're doing contest circuits like street league and do tour. Um, and those guys are making a comfortable living off of skateboarding. Okay. Uh, however, um, they're, they're in the minority, you know, okay. I'd say your average professional skateboarder is working a day job, you know, is um, just scraping by, you know, maybe making a little money on board royalties um, if they can do things like get an interview or a cover in Thrasher magazine, you know, mm -hmm. um, but to really make any real money, it seems like you either need to be sponsored by Nike, 
sponsored by Adidas, sponsored by Red Bull. You know, there's a few big players that are, uh, you know, funneling money into skateboarding. And and that in itself is kind of a controversial thing. You know, on the one hand, it's great, you know, that it's awesome to see skateboarders making a living off of skateboarding for sure. sure. Uh, at the other hand, you know, you, you do see a lot of like watering down of skateboarding, you know. So when, um, would you, when you say professional, you. Yeah. You come. Is it a competition? Is it. So, um, so, tricks? so back, is it what, what, what makes you a professional skateboarder? Yeah. So back in the day, um, back in the day being like, I don't know, the 80s, I guess. Um, the only one I know from back then is Tony Hawk. That's, that's sure. my extent of skateboarding knowledge. <laughs> yeah, 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 and t- and Tony Hawk's still uh, still holding it down. He's okay. he's the man. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, back in the in the eighties, I think it was like to be a, a professional skateboarder meant that you were doing contests, and that after a certain number of contests in the amateur division, your sponsorship would want to bump you up to the pro division. And okay. but but yeah, it was very much based on contests. Today okay. that, today that's not at all the case. Today, being a pro skateboarder basically means your name is on a skateboard. So you're uh-huh. sponsored. Okay. So you're sponsored by a skateboard company, and at at some point, you know that skateboard company has that conversation with their rider of, "Hey, we want to turn you pro. We're going to make you a pro model." You know, okay. and that's. But yeah, once that board comes out, you're you're basically pro. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Are there still competitions though? Because you said you mentioned the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, there are competitions. Um, yeah, this uh, they, it was in the Olympics this uh, this last round. Um, okay. And then there's there's a couple of major contest circuits. There's one called Street League, and there's another called Dew Tour. And then there's a couple uh, more underground, but like you know, I guess more classic style contests like uh, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa Am, Tampa Pro. Oh, um, not far from here. Yeah, yeah. So it's right. Yeah. In your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think a lot of people would agree that contests are they're you know, they can be fun. They can be like fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it does provide some sort of metric of like, you know, observing and judging skateboarding. Right. So nothing against contests, but like, <laughs> You know, like, I think a lot of people would agree that's not really where, like, you know, the hard soul of uh, skateboarding okay. uh, exists, you know? Right. So it's contest- not like golf. Right. There's no, yeah. there's no masters, for instance. Yeah. In skateboarding. I, right. Yeah. Right. You could try and draw comparisons, you know, but like, you know, if you ask me, like, the, the greatest skateboarders in the world are not doing those contests. Okay. Gotcha. You know what I, you know, yeah. that's that, that's my humble opinion. I'm sure there's yeah. tons of people out there who would disagree with me, but like, uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not like a lot of other organized sports where the entire goal is to get onto that, you know, main right. arena and to compete in that arena. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So those and guys, that, the, the, the top guys that you're talking about, uh, I don't know who those guys are. Yeah. You would see them on YouTube say, or they, they'd be in the magazine doing, the tricks and so forth and then they'd give an interview about how they started and what they're doing and then the endorsements come and then the the, the recognition comes from what they yeah. do or how they do it yeah yeah so like i so like i mentioned earlier when i was uh, talking about 
um, how I kind of initially fell in love with skateboarding, how I also fell in love with like the magazines and the videos. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. And so, and that's, what's unique about skateboarding. There, there isn't a big focus on the contests, but on the media, it's, it's everything, you know, if you get, if you land the cover of Thrasher magazine, like you're, you know, you're a legend. Yeah. (laughs) If you're, if you're, you know, in one of these iconic skate videos, you know, that these skateboard companies put out, I mean, that's like, that's everything, you know? So that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely where a lot of the focus is. So with the zine, what, what is your hope to accomplish? You're going into your, like you said, your seventh year, over a dozen issues under your belt. What, um, you want to go to color, you told me. What, what's, is, what's going to change about the zine going forward? If anything, it, it might be the same just in color, or is it going to be a different format completely? What, what are your thoughts on that? Or what do you t- discuss with your group? Yeah, you know, that's, um, that's definitely something that we're, we're f- figuring out as we go along. Um, okay. One of the biggest things that have changed as the zine has evolved is like uh, just getting more and more people involved. You know, I mentioned that, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a team now with Andy and Quinn, but we've also um, in the recent issues been opening it up to submissions and getting submissions in, whether it's, uh, you know, photography or art pieces or short stories or poetry, you know, like having that come in and honestly from places all over the world, you know, we've gotten submissions from Australia and Japan and, you know, all over the place that has like really kind of opened my eyes to maybe the potential of the zine, you know, becoming more than what it's been in the past. Um, so yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, for this next issue, we're really hoping to step it up into a full color, um, standard comic book size. Yeah. You know, I, we definitely want to keep doing more of what we have been doing. You know, we want more comics, we want more stories, we want more, you know, photos of skate, you know, skating in ditches and, mm-hmm. and all that crap. But uh, right. definitely want to kind of like feel it out as we go along and like, you know, discover new areas that we can grow into as we go along. And that's kind of what we've been doing. And so I'm really excited about this next step with like, you know, stepping up the quality of the actual print publication. Right. Okay. Not only that, but also like, kind of expanding beyond skateboarding a little bit you know i'm i'm a nerd at heart you know like i i nerd out on sci-fi all the time like i love sci-fi um Mm -hmm. you know and so i try and incorporate that as much as i can with the zine and so you know at a certain point i figured like shit there's probably other people out there that are you know really into sci-fi or really into comics Mm -hmm. or really into short fiction that might also be a little interested in skateboarding, you know, I want to, I want to see if like this has some appeal to people that aren't just, you know, hardcore skaters that, you know, want to read a (laughs) skateboard publication, but people that are into other shit that, you know, might fall under our umbrella. So, right. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of the idea with this, uh, you know, new move. Cool. Cool. So up until now, where you've been, where have you been distributing your zine? Uh, I sell most of them online uh, through our website, www.filthyditchcrew.com. Right. Um, those are to individuals. Yeah, those are individual orders. 
Um, we do have a couple people. Uh, this guy um, runs a store called Zine Nation. He'll order a bundle. So, you know, we'll give him a little discount and then then he sells them. I think he covers mainly uh, uh, Europe. Oh, cool. And then we have, you know, we've sold them in some small local bookstores uh, in my neighborhood around L.A. I've also put them in a few skate shops that have nice. carried them before. Um, but definitely the majority of the sales, I would say, are through the website. And okay. I think most people find the website um, through our Instagram. That, that seems to be our main, uh, you know, funnel right now. Okay, cool, cool. I'm glad that's working out. Shift a little bit. One, what are you drinking? <laughs> the Coors Light. Coors Light. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a the little bio. In, I think it's number 10. And I saw him in, in another uh, interview. Mm-hmm. That you like whiskey? What? What kind? What? What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my. Uh, I only my... mentioned it because I just finished up a, a little seasonal retail. This oh yeah, past, past week at a liquor store, and bourbon is really big. Yep, uh, whiskeys are really big. Uh, I think with Yellowstone, they had a Yellowstone. I don't know if it's based on the show or vice versa, but it was selling out Yellowstone whiskey. Um, so how did you get into whiskey and what do you like about whiskey? Is it whiskey and bourbon or meat, you know, one or yeah. the other? What, what's that about? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure when I first started getting into whiskey. I think, uh, I think it was probably through having an old fashioned that was, you know, I mean, my, my, my drinking career has basically consisted of being a kid, you know, drinking forties and, you know, whatever cheap alcohol we could like, you know, grab yeah. off the shelves and run out of the store. With. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that, so there was that for a while. And then, um, right. uh, yeah, at some point, you know, I could just kind of start a narrative cause I, you know, being a kid, it was like, yeah, I'll drink whatever's going to get me, you know, to that place that I don't need to be. Right. But, right. Uh, you know, as time went on and my body started to fall apart, um, mm-hmm. I kind of started narrowing down like the things I don't like to drink, you know. Right. Um, like, uh, for example, I I was on a big tiki drink kick for a while. Like, I love a good tiki drink, you know, a little umbrella in it. Right. Right. All sweet. But like, man, rum just fucking, you know, does me yeah. dirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, tequila. Yeah. Uh, Tequila gets me angry, you know. I oh, I, I, okay. I like tequila, but man, that's uh that's not that's not always where I need to be, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember my buddy, you know, we were at a bar, and he, you know, told me to order an old fashioned, and I had it, and I liked it a lot. So that kind of turned me on to bourbon, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, bourbon's my go-to. I'm not, you know, I'm not buying expensive bottles or anything okay. like that. Um, bullet, you know, bourbon. Okay, bullet's well, a good one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I pretty much, you know, drink that on the rocks or sometimes I'll drink it with a little ginger beer. Cool. But, um, you know, I just can't party like I used to. I've got the insides. <laughs> you got a baby coming. What party? There's no party. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, to me, like, especially working on the zine, you know, so I'll finish up the work day, you know, have dinner, all that, sit down at the computer 
and I'm working on the zine. I'll put on my headphones, put on some like some good, you know, doom metal music. Okay. And then just having a nice glass of bourbon is like, you know, there that's you like the, that ties it all together. Yeah. Puts it in the right headspace. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I was just wondering because I saw that in the interview and then I saw it again in the scene. It's like whiskey. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I don't get yeah. that a lot. Whiskey and skateboarding. Yeah, usually go together. Okay. Oh, yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> awesome. Now, when you go to the comic format, are, are there going to be other titles or is it just going to be the one book for now? For you know, that's a that's something that we're talking about right now. So, like, for example, um, in the last few issues, we've had a, a long running um, comic titled um, The Saga of Enceladus. Mm -hmm. And so I think for now, we're just going to continue producing Filthy Ditch Crew with short comics inside of it. But okay. however, once we once we do wrap up that story, you know, each new issue of Filthy Ditch Crew will contain like the next chapter in the quest for Enceladus. OK, once we finish that story, we do want to, you know, print like a one off uh, comic book that just contains the saga okay. of Enceladus. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And gotcha. So, so we've got a few of those um, going on in Filthy Ditch Crew. You know, we also have a, uh, a story. It's not so much a comic, but it's more of like. A, a story that has accompanying illustrations called the quest for death. Okay. Um, and same thing with that. Once we wrap up that story, we'd like to print a one-off, you know, copy of just, you know, like a graphic exactly. novel quest right. for death. Excellent. So, so that's what we're thinking right now. We'll keep the main, you know, publication as the filthy ditch crew, but then we'll do like little one-offs here and there. Okay. Oh, about that. Um, how did that name come up? Filthy ditch oh. crew. Yes, I'm glad you asked. So, uh, <laughs> after, let's, uh, so I grew up in San Jose, went to college in Santa Cruz. After graduating, I moved back to San Jose. Uh, I was working and kind of like for the first time trying to uh, figure out how skateboarding was going to fit into my life as a, you know, now as a full-time working man, yeah. you know. Uh, and so I met a buddy named Abe Hughes. And um, he was kind of just starting to get back into skating. And so we kind of like, you know, we, we linked up, you know, we instantly had that connection of like, you know, we're both working full time. We both still want to skate. How are we going to make this work? Mm -hmm. And we didn't really like going to skate parks. You know, you go to the skate park. It's all these like kids half your age that are ripping twice as good as you. Um, <laughs> you know, we're like, you know, a little more crusty. So we started going to ditches and we would bring a push broom and a shovel and we would grab a few tall cans from the liquor store and yeah. we would just spend a couple hours after work, you know, cleaning out these ditches and then skating them. And okay. one day uh, it was Abe who said like, yeah, man, look at us. We're, we're like the filthy ditch crew. So he coined the term. <laughs> and, and as soon as he said that, I just like fell in love, you know, like yeah. filthy ditch crew. That's so fucking good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I knew, I knew I had to do something with that, you know? So, and then a little later on, once I had the idea to make the zine, uh, the name was already in my head. So I, I hit him up and asked him if I could use it. And he said, of okay. course. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That's an awesome story. Thanks. Cool. Benji has been good talking with you. Um, yeah. Congratulations on the baby again. This is your first or your fifth? First, first that I know of. Just kidding. Your first, ah, your first, 
your first baby. Congratulations. Yep. Um, congratulations on moving forward on a color format for Filthy Bitch Cruise. Is com- will be comic now or zine still? Eh, well, eh, we don't know. Whatever. Somewhere, somewhere in, somewhere in, in between. between. Yeah. Um, when people are ready to purchase that new book, where they go to your website? The the website, yes, and hopefully uh, some some more bookstores. That's uh, okay. you know, that's another thing that you know I know we've talked about, and yeah, and we definitely want to get more hard copies just out into the world into more bookstores that you know people can walk in and stumble across it and you know pick it up and go, what the fuck is this thing? And then you know. <laughs> take it from there so so yeah hopefully we'll be in some bookstores too excellent excellent all right happy new year again uh thanks for having uh being being a guest on uncanny creatives podcast Uh, i'll let you know when this goes live which will be in the next week or so on anchor and apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify you'll be in all those places all right Right on. Hey, Roland, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Um, Welcome. Yeah, stoked. Cheers, dude. Cheers. Have a great day. Hey, you too.